Hello, my name is Nyquia and welcome to the Scripture Stories and Strategies podcast, a Christian business podcast that brings together the wisdom of the Bible and the world of business. Join us each week as we explore a different scripture or story from the Bible and unpack its relevance for modern business strategies. Our show is designed to inspire and empower Christian entrepreneurs and business leaders to integrate their faith into their daily work. We believe that the Bible is not just a spiritual guide, but a practical tool for success in the business world. Each episode features a deep dive into a specific scripture or story, along with expert insights and practical takeaways for implementing its teachings in your business. Whether you're just starting out in the business world or are a seasoned entrepreneur, you'll find valuable insights and strategies to help you succeed in your work within our podcast episodes. So tune into Scripture Stories and Strategies to discover the power of the Bible as a business tool and learn how to apply its wisdom in your daily work. Enjoy this episode. back. My name is Nyquia and I'm the host of the Scripture Stories and Strategies podcast for Christian entrepreneurs like you wanting to infuse more of their faith in God's word within their marketing and business strategies. This podcast is all about taking scriptures and stories from the Bible and transforming them into applicable business strategies so that Jesus is always within your business plans, trials, and successes as your number one business partner And my ultimate goal as the host of this podcast is to help you learn how to use your Bible as your number one business and or finance tool. So today I am welcoming you on our first guest of season five, actually, and I'm excited for you to listen to what she has to say today. So today's guest is Andrea, and um, she's also known as the business detoxer, but Andrea is a business consultant and certified coach, and she has this program called the business detoxer. And inside her signature program, Christian entrepreneur, I'm sorry, it's called the Business Detox. And inside this program, Christian entrepreneurs receive the epiphany they need to detox their business and scale free from overwhelm. She also helps them develop custom strategies that fit better than their favorite pair of jeans and uncover their unique success fingerprint. Andrea is ACC accredited by the International Coach Federation. That, guys, is a big thing because you have so many life coaches out here on the uh, World Wide Web, and a lot of them don't have the accreditation. So that's a big plus. And so that's why I'm really excited for you guys to listen to her today. But she has an, um, an ACC accreditation by the International Coach Federation. She's certified in life and health coaching, and she's also a teaching instructor for the Institute for Health by Faith. So she has so much educational knowledge and certifications backing up what she's going to be talking about today on top of her life experience and her career. She's originally from Canada. She resides in Cleveland, Ohio with her husband and children who are growing up very fast. So with all that being said, uh, I want to talk about a little bit about the topic that Andrea is going to talk about today. And it's all about um, really just the impact or the misconceptions of toxic narratives or dissecting toxic narratives within our business. And today, um, Andrea is going to share her transformative story and growing up in a relationship with Jesus over the years because it did not always start that way. And in this episode, uh, we're going to uncover and dissect the toxic narratives that can plague Christian entrepreneurs, particularly in the areas of mixed conceptions that are about God's role in business, the impact on one's identity, 
and the pursuit of business growth because many Christian entrepreneurs today are simply just burned out and it's mainly because they don't realize they are operating their business the way the world does. So if you're looking to grow to be more like Jesus as, you're, as you grow in your business, then you're in the right place and we're going to be speaking to the perfect person. Andrea has taken us behind the scenes of her expertise and she's going to give us insight on how to detox our businesses and help us explore our falsehoods or how falsehoods can undermine our entrepreneur endeavors and hinder spiritual growth while also highlighting biblical principles and stories to illuminate the path to trusting God in the world of business. So without further ado, I'm going to welcome on Andrea. Hello, Andrea. How are you today? I'm great. I'm really excited to be here. Yes, yes. So the first thing I want to say, because when I was first researching you, when you had first reached out to be a guest on this podcast host, the one thing that really stood out to me about you is that you all, you didn't always have that relationship with Jesus or you didn't grow up in a home where Jesus was the center and foundation. So I think you're the first guest that I think when we talked the first time we talked that really didn't come from that background. So um, before we even hop into any questions, can you kind of give us a walkthrough on life before Jesus and then what happened in your life that kind of transform or trigger this different life path that you're on now? Yeah, that's a great question. So honestly, before I knew Jesus, I thought I was good. <laughs> I thought I was fine. I was like, mm -hmm. Jesus is for weak people. Mm -hmm. This is for people who need some myth to get through their day. That was my thought. I also thought Christians were really hypocritical and annoying. And that wow was never going to become one. <laughs> wow. Wow. I'm I'm excited for this transformation story because it literally you went from zero to like 100 now. So this is so interesting. Yes. Yeah. A lot of pride there, right? Um, <laughs> yes. But I like to speak into that because there are so many people, even people who have, I would say, baby faith in the Lord that think they're good because they're basically a good person. And like that, no, like that is not the truth. No. So after far from it. <laughs> yeah. Far from it. Um, so the thing that, that pivotal moment for me was actually sitting in the funeral of my grandfather. Wow. Because at that point, and so I was 24, I think at the time. Okay. Um, I, at that point, I was believing that once you died, you know, that was it, kind of lights out, you know, no big deal. Mm -hmm. And so essentially that means you're living for, you know, the time that you have on earth exactly but then when i was sitting in his funeral literally this was my thought if what i'm believing is true that would really suck because i would never see my grandfather again so he had faith wow um, okay yes and so god used that to be like andrea are you it's what you're believing really true or not so wow from there like it wasn't that wasn't obviously a moment of conversion Correct. it was mm -hmm was a lightning bolt moment though that got me to reconsider if what I was believing was true and from there like I don't have I don't have a uh oh my gosh now I believe moment because it was gradual it was um I actually read the bible cover to cover that was the holy spirit um there's other things that the lord used to draw me along and so then at some point and he knows the actual moment when I went from exploring to actually believing so, I mean, the difference is seeing my need for God, seeing that, you know, being a good person does not get you into heaven. And I don't know. I mean, there's so many profound changes. Like I say this, like if, and if you have children, you will understand this. Mm -hmm. I don't know how people parent if they don't have the Lord. I, I can't imagine the kind of person or mother mm -hmm. 
or even think, let's say business owner, because you're talking about, I don't know what kind of person I would be if I didn't have the Lord Mm -hmm. in my life. I don't, I might be telling myself I'm a good person, but (laughs) there'd be a lot of evidence that that was very far from the truth. Wow. I I just love, uh, thank you for sharing uh, that background of how you went from basically point A, you know, not thinking anything of Jesus, not thinking, you know, there's anything after life and so forth. And it's, it's, it's a beautiful, also, it's a sad moment, but also a beautiful moment that it took the death of someone who was really close to you to have that light bulb moment. And I love that you said that it's a gradual thing because realistically, people who are coming to Christ, I know most of you guys that are listening right now, you're, you're, you're already most likely a Christian, but you might have loved ones in your life that are just curious. Um, and sometimes we can be that example, um, whether we are living around them or whether, you know, we're in the ground, the way that we live our life sets an example or gives that spark of, of uh, possibility. Like, hmm, you know, my grandfather, my sister, my mother, you know, they had that faith. Now they're gone or maybe they're not in my life anymore. It's just a thought like they live their life a certain way um, and they believe that to the day they're dying. Maybe this is something I can look into. Can't make any promises, but it's something I can look into. So I want to thank you for sharing that because I just love hearing how people went from that point from, you know, not believing in Jesus, not having any faith like whatsoever to going to where you're at now. So thank you. So uh, today we're talking all about, you know, detoxing our business and talking really about those toxic narratives that impact the way that either we run our business or just impact us as an entrepreneur in general um, who are Christians. So the first thing I want to ask you, Andrea, is, you know, can you actually explain to us what toxic narratives are? and why they are important to address in the context of entrepreneurship. Yeah, absolutely. So the way that I would define them is that there are things that we believe about ourselves, about God, about others, or about business um, that conflict or distort God's truth. And the reason they're toxic is because they stop us from actually owning our God-given identity Mm -hmm. as a business owner. And at least this is what I've experienced for myself, they can cause us to get angry with God. And yes. You know, and it's like, God, you're not keeping up your end of the bargain. Like it does, I can say this for most of my entrepreneurial life, these things I've believed have, have impacted my relationship with God in ways that I am not proud of. Um, and again, this usually comes up when business isn't going well. And I've seen toxic business narratives also come in because uh, in a way that they have us look at others, like seeing them as, as competition um, or believing what we have to do to make our business succeed. Wow. I, I really love how you said um, that sometimes these thoughts kind of manifest in our minds when business is not doing great, right? But when business is doing good, we're not, we're not thinking about these talks of narratives. And I guess my next question to you is, besides even like business trials or even in life in general, how do these toxic narratives enter or manifest in the minds as Christian business owners? Do you think it has to do with, you know, the people we keep around us? Is it the things that we watch? Is it social media? Is it, you know, or us just truly not, you know, understanding, um, you know, God's word or his promises? You know, what actually are the narratives that often manifest in the minds of Christian business owners that are toxic narratives? Yeah, I would say like everything you just named there are all possibilities. Like if I think about it as they're little seeds that get planted by the enemy. Like think about the parable or one of the parables of the sower where an enemy came in and threw and sowed weedy seeds, right? Along yep. with and 
it was only over time that you start to recognize what's the weed from the wheat. Mm-hmm. Uh, and those thoughts are encouraged along by the enemy because he knows it gets us to away from God's truth. Or honestly, it's our own fleshly mind. Sometimes we just like agreeing with certain thoughts. Again, just it's so deep why that actually happens. Um, but I mean, the enemy is, I mean, he's been around longer than we have. And so he's been able to study humans for our entire existence. So he knows like what makes us tick essentially and what, and he always uses, like he doesn't have to be super creative because it's usually the similar things that cause us to start down that path where these toxic narratives really take root. Like it's usually I'm missing out on something. God is withholding something from me. I think those are the the common underlying roots. And the more that we dwell on those outright lies or those half-truths, the more firmly embedded they become as these underlying beliefs that we hold. And and then sometimes, like, uh, and this is a part that's just heartbreaking, is sometimes we find ourselves, if we are believers and, and our heart is to follow the Lord, sometimes we may unwittingly come under false teaching. And if we're not in the word ourselves, Yes. And if you're not spending time with the Lord ourselves and asking, like you have to actively ask the Lord for wisdom and discernment in his word, because the the reason we have false teachers is because Satan is very good at taking a little bit of God's truth and then distorting it. So if you aren't in the word, if you're not asking for the Holy Spirit's help and discerning his word, then it's so easy for you to be taken astray. Yes. Discernment for you guys that are listening is so, so important. Even if it's your favorite pastor, you know, telling you something, I always say, um, not even just use your discernment, but go back and read the word yourself. Go back and meditate on the word yourself. And one thing that I really love that you said, uh, said Andrea, is that not only is it the enemy, but it's also our flesh. And I think what happens with a lot of uh, Christian entrepreneurs, we're just so quick to blame the enemy But sometimes the enemy has nothing to do with it. Sometimes it's just our flesh, right? Sometimes, you know, it's our selfishness. It's our pride. And yes, you know, the enemy may um, tempt us to do certain things. But also at the same thing, the blame doesn't go 100% to the enemy. Sometimes we have to put that blame on ourselves because of our fleshly desires. And so I love how you, you you know, you kind of held that accountability on both ends. And now I want to dive more into the lies, right? Um, because we do know the enemy is a liar. And we do know when these things do come into our mind, these toxic narratives, um, m- most of it is lies. And in order to determine what's truth and what's lie, yes, we do have to be in the word. Yes, we do have to be um, have a great uh, discerning character. But I want to talk about, you know, what are some of the misconceptions that Christian entrepreneurs may have about God's role in their business or what lies um, do Christian entrepreneurs probably have about God's role in their business? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there can be several of this. I think first that he, some people believe he doesn't care about the minutiae of their business or doesn't want to be involved in the decisions yep. themselves. Um, one that I've seen and I know that I had also struggled with is that when you know that you're called by him into the marketplace, mm-hmm. And your heart is for him. And yeah, like every intention is, Lord, I just want to do this for you. That somehow you start believing that he should make it easier. 
for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, or like that somehow you shouldn't encounter problems or that he's just going to bring the clients or if you're on social media that you're going to have this massive following. It's like, actually, I found usually it's harder because he's after something greater. Like he's not, he's after the thing that is going to last into eternity, not just, you know, at the end of our lives. So some specific lies that... I think I probably believed all of these at some point is that, for example, if finances aren't coming through, that God is withholding or displeased, that building for his kingdom equals or like is a justification for not having much or any quiet time with him. That's a huge one, actually, with the people I work with, Um, that somehow he isn't trustworthy. Like there's this, if I... I'm trying to think how to how the lie usually shows up. It's like if God asks me to do this something or not do something, like how can I really know He's going to come through? So there's like a holding back from uh, an act of obedience. Wow. Another one that I, yeah, another one that I see God is going to be angry with you if you messed up. You know, it's about the parable of the talents where, you know, the that third servant mm-hmm. worried what would happen if he lost the money. Mm-hmm. But I believe that if he had lost the money, but he at least tried, it might be like, okay, well, maybe I'm not going to give you any more. But <laughs> the master's reaction would have been like, you worthless servant and like been cast out of the house. Mm-hmm. Might have been like, maybe we need a little bit more work here. Wow. Um there's one thing that you said that kind of like a light bulb went off in my head because I feel like it's a question uh, for those of you that are listening. I feel like it's a question a lot of people think about. And before I actually get to that question is all I think everything that you said when it comes to toxic narratives and when it comes to these misconceptions, I think it all boils down to identity and who we actually are in Christ. Because if we have all these worries and all these thoughts and all these toxic narratives and stuff like that, it comes down to we don't really know who we are. But before I even get to that, you had said something from the beginning. Um, When God tells you dot, 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 a lot of people do not understand if, how do I know this is God's calling for my life? How do I know this is something God wants for me? Because you... um. You went back in your little past when uh, you talked about, you know, your grandfather died and it took that one, you know, thought in your head. And then over time, it transgressed into what you're actually doing now. So how what advice or any scripture or any tips that you can give to an audience listening on how to know if what they're doing now in their business is actually God ordained? Mm, that's such a good question. And literally, I was working on some exercises to share with clients around this because it is a question I get mm-hmm. so much like. How do I know if it's really the Lord? Exactly. So, ooh, um, the first thing is Jesus says in John, and I'm forgetting the exact address. It might be in 10, John 10. He says, my sheep know my voice. Ooh. Right. So if you know you are following Jesus, if you know like you are his child, then you have to claim that belief that says you are going to recognize his voice. Because if you are constantly doubting, what you're really saying is, God, I know you say your sheep know your voice, but I don't really believe that's true for me. So then essentially you're calling God a liar on that. 
Um, so you have to start claiming that truth. If that is really, if that is a stronghold that has developed in your mind that you don't know how to hear the Lord's voice, um, uh, an exercise I often will take clients through is just having them reflect back on their past. When were the times that you did know that it was the Lord? Like sometimes hindsight is helpful because it means wow. perspective, right? We need that hindsight because yes, like in the day to day, and we know it's like, is it God? Is it myself? Or is it something else? Mm-hmm. Sometimes in the heat of the moment, it is harder to tell. But if you go back in hindsight and like, yes, I knew this was from the Lord. Well, how did you know it was from the Lord? And you look at that pattern and it's like a pattern present for you now. If it is, it's like, well, then why are you doubting it's of the Lord? And if it's not present, it doesn't mean it's not from him. It just means maybe you need to ask him for more clarity. I love that. I love that. And that actually dives into, so knowing like when he said his sheep, you know, my sheep knows my voice, that that it's a great dive way into talking about identity and understanding our identity in Christ, especially when it comes to being a Christian entrepreneur. So what can you say, or what does it mean to understand our identity in Christ and why is it crucial for entrepreneurs? Yeah. Um, understanding... To me, understanding of our identity is just knowing what the scriptures say about our identity in Christ. I mean, literally, yes. you Google search. What it, what are the Bible verses that talk about our identity in Christ? Like, I use Google all the time for that. And and then you're going to get a whole whack of scripture that tells you about that. And then it's up to you to dig into it and just exactly. look at context, too. You've got to look at context, not just verses. Um, But it's also choosing to believe what the scripture says, even if you don't fully understand it or if you struggle to fully believe it. Um, And one of my favorite scriptures that illustrates that point um, about knowing our identity is sometimes knowing is just choosing, choosing to walk by faith in that. So I love the account in scripture of the father who brought his son to Jesus for healing and the disciples couldn't do it. And He's like, Jesus, like, if you can heal my son and Jesus, like, if, like, all things are possible for those who believe. And the father's like, I believe. And then he corrected himself because I'm pretty sure Jesus gave him a look like, do you really believe? And the father was like, help me in my unbelief. So if you don't, first of all, if you don't literally know what the Lord says about your identity in Christ, first look up the scriptures and again, read it in context. And then the second is, choosing to believe that and if it's hard if you're like if there's a okay i know you say this but (laughs) um then it's asking him to help you overcome that belief and also asking him for the understanding i mean this is god's word and we have the scriptures that tell us like he delights in giving wisdom you can ask him as many times as you need to for help in understanding his word and of course he is going to answer that prayer because he wants you to have, I mean, he'll give you the level of understanding he knows you're ready for. And then sometimes he does hold back some things because we're not meant to. But for when it comes to understanding who we are and being able to stand in the truth, like, yes, he's going to give that to you. Wow. You said some, you said two things that really stood out to me. Um, one thing that you said is after you read, you know, you do your research, you're meditating, you're reading everything. The second part is believing, right? Because that's where faith kicks in. You can't go further if you don't believe. And then you also gave a solution to, okay, what if I'm having a problem believing? Then you ask him. 
And I feel like as Christian entrepreneurs, we limit God so much of what he can do within our business. Either we're afraid to ask, we think we don't deserve to ask him, or we may think we're asking with a selfish intent. There could be so many reasons, right? Once again, those are toxic narratives. Those are lies that we're telling ourselves. Like, mm, I don't want to ask God for this. or Because at the end of the day, if you're the desires of your heart, when you're following God and when you're reading his word and when you're meditating and you're doing actions, your desires for your business are going to be more aligned for what God wants for your business. They're not going to be coming from a selfish intent because what you're praying for, as long as they, um, your desires and you're reading God's word and you follow what he, uh, what his word says and you're true to that, it's going to match what God wants for you. And sometimes he just wants us to ask. And for those of you that are listening, we need to stop limiting God. I think we, we, and so it's funny, we put so much emphasis on these toxic narratives. Uh, and I'm pretty sure working, you work with clients, like they put so much emphasis on what's not working or put so much emphasis on these toxic narratives and all these burdens and stuff. But we forget that God is bigger than all of that. And it's literally as simple as asking him one and two, he already said that he'll, he's the only one that can carry our burdens. He's And that's for any business endeavors. He's the only one that can take our worries and our anxieties and stuff away. But we limit ourselves because we have a limited capability where, you know, we're humans. We sometimes we let that affect what God can actually do for us. And like uh, you had said, you know, our identity and Christ, there's so many things that talk about our identity in Christ, who we are, but you do have to believe it. And not only that, if you don't believe it, don't give up there. You actually have to ask for it. So thank you for answering that. That that really answered, um, it gave uh, about two solutions to two main questions a lot of people ask. Um with that being said, so, okay, the new year is coming upon us, right? And this is the time where a lot of people do this business detox. Uh, and before I actually have you explain exactly what your business detox pro pro um, program is, I'd love if you can share how Christian business owners can align their goals with God's plan for their businesses, uh, as well as integrate biblical wisdom into their decision-making and daily business practices that can set them up for the new year or at least start them in the business detox um, uh, like pathway. Yeah, absolutely. Well, again, getting in the word. The Bible is the tool that God has given us so we can go back. Like I often think about how might things have been different if Adam and Eve had the Bible to refer to. It's like, let me just fast right? that to you. Wow. Right? Wow. So we have that. So if we're not getting in the word or if we stay in this, we have to understand there is a difference between knowing something and then believing something or like knowing it where we're just like, yeah, I know that. But then it's like, do you really understand it? And then therefore, again, do you believe it? So getting in the word is that is the thing that is a tool that refines us. That is the tool where we understand how God talks, right? And you can literally ask God to show you how to apply scripture in your business. Or yes. if you are faced with a challenge, um, I love it. One of my good friends will say like when she's struggling with something or maybe God is asking her to do something, she'll say, God, like show me somebody in the Bible who encountered this. And he oh, does it. I every... love that. Yes, I love it. I've done it too. And he is so faithful. Like it doesn't necessarily mean you get the answer right away. But if you keep asking him, Lord, show me, show me. He will show that to you through a scripture or um, an account of someone in the Bible. But also be in relationship with other Christian entrepreneurs who have that maturity and bi biblical wisdom. I mean, we are not meant to live in a vacuum. And if you underestimate the value of learning from others who, again, there's discernment in that you need to 
under you need to be able to see that they are um as best as they can humanly possible being faithful to the word and um they have a lot of understanding being in community with them is I don't know. It's it's just like if you don't have that, it's like you're missing this massive piece of the puzzle. A very big piece. Um, it is. It's like that's how God uses relationships to refine us and to challenge our beliefs. Because if you're just kind of in your own silo and just and I, I was I will say sometimes church hurt or things that believers do from their sin nature can cause that hesitation, but. But God does use relationship to refine us and to challenge us in in our beliefs and to make sure I see like kind of, you know, we're, that we're staying on the narrow path instead of <laughs> going sideways. Yes. Oh, wow. I love that. So tying it all back in, right? Uh, you have a program called the Business Detox, which I think is a perfect program. And I'm going to have you talk about in a few, but I, I love the name of it because I think it's also really good for the end of the year, quarter four. And it's also a good foundation to step, especially if you're either starting a new business um, in the next year, uh, wanting to start a business, or you're already deep into a business project and you just need, you know, you need some detox in your business or you need more Jesus in your business. So uh, tell us a little bit more about the business detox and then how can our listeners connect with you and access you uh, or learn more about you? Um, when it comes to uh, just wanting to work with you in the future. Yeah, thank you. So the heart, the the scripture verse that um, is kind of an anchor for the business detox is found in Hebrews 12, where it says we're to get rid of everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles so we can essentially run the race that God, that Christ has mapped out for us. And it was last year that God really highlighted in that verse that it says, get rid of everything that hinders and the sin. So that says that it's not just sin that is slowing us down. There are sometimes what we would say are good things or things that aren't sinful that are are slowing us down too. And so when it comes to our business, um, especially when you start out to build a business and there's so much information out there telling you this is how you should do it. Um, and there's a lot of worldly wisdom that's mixed in with that, which can be very confusing for a Christian entrepreneur is that sometimes we start taking on this baggage that the Lord never intended to be there in the first place. So what I love doing with clients is, again, as a trained coach, my job is to listen first, to listen for what the person is struggling with, to listen to for the the God-given desires that they have. And then through a process, of coaching, helping them to figure out what needs to go so that they're freed up to do more of what he's actually called them to. I love that. And if someone, um, so for those that are listening right now, if they're like, you know what, this is what I need. I need a business detox. Um, I'm interested in learning more. Where's the best way to find you and more to learn more about the program or who is the program? I should say, who is this program best for? Um, so we know that the right people are reaching out to you and then, um, how can they contact you? Yeah. Thank you. So the, 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 who this is for, so Christian entrepreneurs clearly, or if you're not a Christian, if you're at least open to hearing about Jesus, like, and maybe this is a, a way that the Lord is leading you, you could come into the program. Um, but it is designed for Christian entrepreneurs and, um, 
It could be for you if you are starting a business and you essentially have the financial resources to invest in coaching to help you kind of avoid a lot of the pitfalls that I experience and so many entrepreneurs experience in, in trying to build a business. So essentially, like we really shorten the learning curve and hopefully lessen a lot of the, the painful lessons as well. Um, but most of the pe people who come to me, they've had a business long enough to recognize that there are some roadblocks and pitfalls that they're encountering. And there's just a lot of frustration. A lot of the people that I work with, they started their business because they wanted to get rid of the rat race, get out of the rat race. But then now they kind of feel like they're on this hamster wheel. <laughs> where they're like, how do I get off of it, Andrea? So um, that is really who who that is for. Perfect. So if you heard Andrea say all that and you're like, this is me, this is something that I'm struggling with and something that I need help with, definitely reach out to Andrea. I'm going to have all of her information available to you guys in the show notes. So you'll be able to click the link that goes straight to any information that you're looking for. Uh, without without you know, further ado, thank you so much, Andrea, for coming on here and talking about toxic narratives and just not talking about it, but also giving us solutions um, uh, from your expertise, as well as your transformation, how you went from point A from point B in your faith. I I that I think that right there is like the cherry on the cake because not a lot of people who are in your position come from that, especially in a life coach. And then you're a Christian business coach as well. You don't really see a lot of people in your profession that came from a point where Jesus was never in their lives. And uh, it's just another whole perspective. And it just shows you're literally, it, you show the wonders of what can happen if you stop and you actually listen to Jesus, even if you don't, you know, convert right away, but you actually show progression. And you show interest. And so I thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Um, and is there any last minute or any scripture that you want the um, our audience to kind of listen to, meditate on? Um, I love that one from Hebrews that you said. That was actually my business study from last week. So that was funny that you brought that up. But is there any scripture you want to leave off uh, for the audience on that's really going to help more on them tackling this uh, with God? Mm. Yeah, my scripture is like, there is a lot. <laughs> I would say... What it's not just one scripture, but I would say it's more of the account okay. of the journey of the Israelites in the wilderness. And Ooh, good one, right? Because if we think about as a business owner, having a successful business, I think most of us would agree would be would represent our promised land, right? And if we look at the account of the Israelites and ask the Lord specifically for yourself, okay, how am I being like the Israelites? Like, how is my unbelief stopping me from entering the promised land? Or if I am in the promised land, if I'm there, what am I believing about what am I going to encounter when I'm there? Like, I think it's it's so easy for us. And I, again, I've fallen for, for this, is thinking that being in your promised land in your business means, again, it's just like smooth sailing, like, you know, we're just kicking up our feet on the beach and the money is flowing in and all of that. Instead, if there were giants in the the promise that I forget how many years it actually took for the Israelites, but they were like warring for quite a while to clear the promised land out. So I don't know. I just there's so many accounts. <laughs> you heard it, guys. Andrea said you need to study the book of Exodus and then Joshua right after that because he took over and um uh, that's a really good. I, it, I think it took him 40 years, but originally I think scholars said it would have took him two weeks to get to the promised land. But because yeah. of those doubts and fear and stuff, it took 40 years. 
So think about how those toxic narrative guys are keeping you from where God wants you to be. What's your promised land that he has for your business? But these toxic narratives are really getting to you and you need that business detox. Thank you again so much, Andrea, for coming onto the podcast today. Uh, And everyone else, make sure if you have not written notes, go back and listen to this episode, write down your notes and really meditate on the verses and that passage that, uh, or the, the, the story of the Israelites and their journey through the wilderness, because I think it's that's a really good uh, way to apply this whole toxic narrative to your business. Um, thank you guys so much, and I will talk to you guys soon. Do you feel that? That heat? That fuel? Girl, that's that faith fuel. And I pray you use the fuel and lessons learned today in this episode and apply them to your personal life and business journey. Feel free to screenshot this episode and share a business lesson you learned and will now be incorporating in your business. Don't forget to tag me, okay, at The Marketing Profit so I'm notified and we can talk more about how you're going to apply those lessons to your business strategy in the DMs. It would also mean so much to me to reach all the faith-based entrepreneurs who want to infuse God within their business journey. But in order to do that, I need your help to get the word out. I would love if you'd comment, rate, and subscribe to this podcast in order to help me reach those girls and share these biblical business strategies. Let them know what they're missing. Okay, don't tell them I can turn water into wine, but let them know I can turn scriptures and stories into applicable and action-packed business strategies. Thank you so much, Faith Fueled friend, and I will talk to you in my next episode. Have a blessed day.